Alrighty, hello, welcome back to episode eight of I Think I Saw That. Eight? eight. No way! Is there some wow. magic significance no. of that number? I just feel There's like we've done a lot. significance? No. In two more, we will reach double digits. Ten, Although, you mean. if we get started on our still unannounced other project, the 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 amount of these ones oh, well. that get uh, produced may start to slow down, but we'll see. There's anyway, only so much time in the day. That is true, but there's about to be more time for us because we're both heading into our summer vacations as teachers. Anyway, this is our movie podcast of of differing memory. Um, I'm Roger. <laughs> I'm Marcy. And if this is your first time, which based on our subscriptions, wouldn't surprise me if this is your first time listening to our podcast. The reason why this podcast is titled I Think I Saw That is because I remember pretty much everything about every movie I've seen. And I don't remember very much at all. No. And it could have been a week ago. (laughs) That is is true. That is true. I'm I'm excited about tonight's podcast for several reasons. The first is that we're going to be watching our first horror movie. It's rated... Um, It's like a drama. This is a horror movie. It's so scary, though. Um, And I'm excited that we are drinking a little bit again while we're doing our pre-show and maybe during the movie i was waiting until we were on the podcast to open mine so people could enjoy the sound well all right do you want should you wait until we get to that part of the podcast all right that's fine um well those are probably the two main reasons what were they excited they were that oh it's a horror horror movie movie and and we're drinking drinking. because you know if you're going to start drinking again why do it for some sort of you know, throwaway comedy like Austin Powers or something like that. We should do it for, like, a hardcore scary movie. This is our first scary movie. Yeah. And we'll have to see how it goes. Are you scared? No. I don't remember enough about it to be scared. We haven't even told our listeners which movie. We are going to be listening, or we are going to be watching and then talking about the 1991, I would say, horror horror classic, The Silence of the Lambs. You know what's great about this is that in my mind I've got it very mixed up with the fugitive. <laughs> <laughs> you told me that before, and I like. And Harrison Ford is a happy place for me, so I'm not gonna lie. I feel very confident and calm going into this. You strike me as someone who like, it's like you're about to get on a roller coaster, and then someone says like. Oh, by the way, this is one of those ones where you're upside down the whole time. If you're expecting, I love that. if you're expecting the fugitive, you're about to get. Well, let me tell you this: I get on roller coasters with no emotional reaction to them. So, yeah, that's not a good analogy for me. This would be like if you were expecting to go snorkeling for oh God, that a, would an afternoon, me. and, and then, then you found out you were actually going to be going scuba diving, scuba diving down to 30 meters. Now you've reached a level of hell. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, I hope that this is not a level of hell for you. I hope yeah. that you will truly enjoy this. You know, The Silence of the Lambs is, well, I would say by all accounts, it is a highly acclaimed movie. Um, it owns a very special distinction in the history of movies as being one of only three movies to ever sweep the top five categories at the Oscars. Did you wow. know that? No. So those are, do you want to try to guess what those categories are? Um, do they, did they separate actor and actress at yeah. that point? Okay, so it won both of those. Best, best actor, best actress, that's best two picture. out of five, best picture, that was the easy one. Um well, probably not the score because you that's told not me. a that's not a major award. Oh, you okay. Got two more. 
Um, supporting actor? No. Um, cinematography? So it also... Okay, this isn't fun anymore. No. It also won... <laughs> it also won Best Director for Director. Jonathan Demme. Whoa. And Best Adapted Screenplay from okay. the novel from, I wasn't going to get there. Uh, I forget who wrote the novel. But um, it's by the same name? Yep. And there's, the same name? there's two other movies... Do you want to take, even take a guess at the two of them? Titanic? No. <laughs> um, that would imply the Titanic won acting awards. Would it be that sweeping... I'll give you a hint. One of them came out in the 1970s, and the other one came out in, I believe, the, the 19, early 1960s. Would it be that plantation movie? Where Gone with the Wind? Gone with the Wind? No. no, I don't know. So the other two movies that fall into this Twelve category Angry Men? are... One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Cuckoo's. And uh, It Happened One Night. And The Silence of the Lambs. So wow. next time you go play pub trivia. There you go. There's yeah, a little fun fact for you. I won't remember that. So we're going to talk about The Silence of the Lambs. I'm a little... I'm a little scared. Uh, I, I have not watched the not-made-for-TV version of this movie in a while. So I know... I know I'm going to see things that I haven't seen in a long time. <laughs> Can I tell you something? What? I just remembered that the man makes a skin suit out of the women. We're and gonna like, we're gonna get to that. And my skin just freaked out. Oh, this! <laughs> oh my god! Like I had a sensory reaction. Don't you dare do a voice right now. <laughs> Look at your mouth, and I can see you doing it. Don't you dare! <laughs> you you shut that off. All right, I won't do a voice. Are you about a size ten? No, oh god, you're sick. <laughs> Can you help me move this couch? No, stop it. Stop it. You're terrible. Which do you think would be more disturbing for you? If I do the rest of the podcast in my Hannibal Lecter voice? (laughs) Or if I do the rest of the podcast in my Buffalo Bill voice? Oh, no. Hannibal Lecter, for sure. Well, Marcy. Stop it. (laughs) Let's go on to our first segment, which is the IMDb summary. What do you think? One sentence or two? Um, uh, Two. You were close. Um, all right. <laughs> One sentence. Um, here you go. Is it grammatically correct this time? It's always grammatically correct. It's it's parsed in a very strange way. Oh, that's sentence. true. Um, I would say this is this is not only grammatically correct, but it's it it um it, it delivers a lot of information Ooh. in a relatively few number of words. You may not like many of these words. Here we go. Sick. A young FBI cadet must receive the help of an incarcerated and manipulative cannibal killer to help catch another serial killer, a madman who skins his victims. Yeah. So if you had forgotten about that, you were about I to I remembered a few minutes ago. There you go. Yuck. All right. Let's move on to our next segment, which is our cruising pit, where we talk about what you might like to be drinking and eating. All right. Try to do it as close to the microphone as possible so you really blow out the levels for all our <laughs> listeners. Oh, man. There are some people who, like, literally just <laughs> went screaming so for the hills. Um, so I'm, oh, yeah. I so cannot let's talk about what we're drinking. This. By the way, neither of the two things that we're drinking tonight match what we're going to talk about because there's really only one drink you can talk about with the Science of the Lambs and we're blood? not drinking it. No mercy. Is it blood alcohol? <laughs> what is it? Let's do okay. this first. Tell us what you're drinking. I I'm cannot... going to give you three attempts to name what you're drinking. I can't pronounce it. How much of it? Have, you just opened it. So we I can, just, we can, we can I just already... opened it. We've determined that you're not intoxicated right but now. But I, earlier I was trying to tell you that I was going to drink an all... 
All right, that was attempt number one. Here comes attempt number two. An Arnold Palmer. That, that sounded like Buffalo Bill attempting to say, <laughs> I'm going to have an Arnold Palmer. An Arnold Palmer. Would you I like literally to tell us? have to do something weird in my mouth to well, make that come out. It's hard. Those are hard Ar- syllables. Arnold Palmer. You got it right every time okay. except the first one when you tried to call him an almond <laughs> and like an almond Palmer. What is an Arnold Palmer? An Arnold Palmer is half iced tea, half lemonade, but this is and spiked. This is spiked with what? Gin? Oh god, I didn't even look. I just bought this at the Big Y a it's while back. Spiked with rubbing alcohol um, for all you know. It could be. Yesterday I drank one of these um, that was not spiked wow, with, when I visited my mom and it was great. 5% alcohol by volume, Marcy. You I know, better slow I'm your roll. Really drink that slowly. That's almost up. as much alcohol in like a serious beer. I don't know what's in there. You're bringing a lot to the podcast. So- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, while you search for that. I will tell our listeners. It that doesn't say though. I could search all day and I'm I won't sure find it. I'm sure it tells it. you what's in the drink. They can't give you something to drink and not tell you what's in it. Just look at the ingredients list. There is none, Roger. Malt beverage contains alcohol. I think it contains beer. Ew. What else do they make with malt? I all don't right. think any. You haven't actually had a sip of it. Let's see what this tastes like for you. Let's see it. Let's do a taste test. How do you like it? Ugh. <laughs> it really, I think it is beer. I think it is beer. But it had a nice lemon. It had a nice lemon flavor in there too. You know why they spike that with beer? Because that's the only thing they can get away with, like spiking it with. I wonder. Do you think that's what they? Spike? Second sip is much better than the first. That's usually what people find when they're drinking. Things but it's five percent alcohol, though. That's I couldn't have really enjoyed that. Do Do you think like Mike's Hard Lemonade and stuff like that is just spiked with beer? Yeah. That's weak sauce. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Remember I drank that grape one? And yeah. got roundly, or is it soundly, roundly mocked by our friends you should for be. drinking things that teenagers drink? It was it was horrifying. At least you didn't drink grape-flavored Zima. My friend that her name starts with an S said, that's trash, don't drink that. Okay, I don't know who that is, but that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an inside joke just for you. And I'm drinking a rum and coke. Which is my go-to drink, I think, when I can't figure out anything else to drink. So, We also decided to drink about an hour ago because for, we realized it's Memorial Day tomorrow. We don't have to work. Is that why, we, is that why you decided to drink? Yeah. I just decided to drink because you said you were drinking. And I, I'm done with part of my job today. So that's fantastic. So you, it doesn't matter if you don't get any sleep tonight. Right. I mean, doesn't. like, i gotta work out. I got to work out in the morning and then eat food. So, But, you know, our children... We have feral children. They can fend for themselves. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. I'm not planning on getting up tomorrow before 9, so whatever they do mm-hmm. with their life is their own business. So for tonight's cruise, um, which is where we talk about the drink that you would like to pair with this, um, in honor of Tom Cruise and his cinematic masterpiece from the 1980s cocktail, um, we're going to have a little story time tonight, Marcy. Instead of talking about a mixed drink, I mean, there's, only, there's really only one drink you can pair with this movie. And that's a nice Chianti. A nice Chianti. Oh, Chianti. But we're not drinking Chianti. That's a type of wine. A, we haven't started our Patreon account that could fund a nice bottle of Chianti. And B, I don't think either one of us are in position or in a place yet where we're ready to drink something that's 100% alcohol. In this case, Is wine. It? Wow. Well, it's not 100% alcohol. I mean, like, has not been cut with anything. Oh, like we, sugar. <laughs> do you like wine? 
I don't think so. I mean, I've only really had some of the cooking wine that we've cooked with this last winter, and that was not good. I don't think I've ever had wine. But, I mean, that was like... I heard that it, sometimes it doesn't matter the expense of the bottle. I think with wine it does. Really? Yeah. All right, then. Well, I think the people who drink expensive wine try to tell themselves that it does. Mm. Anyway. Um, so, uh, you can see here, I, I have a story That's a lot. I'm, I might edit as I go along, but I, for, for our listeners, since we're not drinking Chianti, I'd like to tell you a little bit about Chianti. A Chianti wine is any wine produced in the Chianti region of central Tuscany. That's Italy. It was historically associated with a squat bottle enclosed in a straw basket, which is called, get this, a fiasco. Oh, interesting. Do you know what? Fiasco apparently means flask. Hmm. That's weird. Um, so what else? Blah, 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 blah. During the 1970s, producers started to reduce the quantity of white grapes in Chianti. In 1995, it became legal to produce a Chianti with 100% Sangiovese. I guess that's the type of grape that they use. For a wine to retain the name of Chianti, it must be produced with at least 80% Sangiovese grapes. I guess that's kind of like champagne, right? It's got to be made yeah. in a certain place with a certain types of yeah. grapes. Um... Oh, doesn't it? Does, so it does not sound. It says here aged Chianti, which is for thirty-eight months instead of only four to seven. So they really, this is not like something that maybe Chianti is not the world's most high-profile wine. Who knows? Maybe labeled as Reserva, Chianti that meets more stringent requirements. Maybe labeled as Chianti Superiore. Hmm. And now I have another fun fact for you. After the first self-sustaining nuclear chain reaction on December second, nineteen forty-two. Physicist Enrico Fermi opened a bottle of Chianti to make a toast. The bottle straw wrapper was signed by 49 people who witnessed the event in an abandoned tennis court beneath the University of Chicago's old football stadium. Most of the signatures have faded, but a few remain, including Fermi's written below the bottle's label. All right, so Chianti, it's good for starting the nuclear age. Yeah, toast it up. There you go. And for Brad... For the pit section, which is where we talk about food. Why do we call it the pit, Marcy? Because Brad Pitt eats everything. I don't know if he would eat what we're going to talk Ugh. about tonight. Do you know what he goes eats with a nice Chianti? Fava beans. And? No clue. A census taker came to test me. Ew, I ate liver. his liver with some fava beans oh, and a nice Chianti. Please stop with the I don't think I sounds. can. Here we go. Um, so, I did find... A recipe for beef liver with braised fava beans. Oh, God, I hate you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. The problem with the, what do you call them when you make noises like that? Stop. The, the problem with um, impersonating impressions, impressions, impressions. Is, is not as much... It's that I'm really bad at them? No, it's not as much the sound that you're making. It's the really disturbing look on your face and what happens with your mouth. It's really horrifying. Anthony Hopkins makes some really strange faces tonight, too. I know, but I don't have to sleep in the same bed with him. Hey, you know, if wishing made it so. Well, Who knows? <laughs> I could fall asleep on the couch again. Thank you very much for that. All right, anyway. So, here is a recipe. I'm not going to go through all of it. It does have a pound of fava beans. It's got one pound of young, young beef liver. Stop, please. Which should provide two slices and one cup of red wine, Chianti preferred. Um, it's not a very complicated recipe. You just cook the butter, onions, and garlic, um, and then add the beans, simmer for about 15 minutes. 
while the beans simmer get your liver in the seasoned flour <laughs> and then you fry the floured liver in melted butter until golden brown two to three minutes on each side and then you add the leftover onion and pancetta and then when the beans and sauce are done plate your liver and spoon some of the sauce over it serve with a side of beans that sounds did either of your parents or john or andrea eat liver my stepfather john french i don't know if he's listening to this podcast if you are hi john hi Um, john he loves eating weird parts of animals i think it's because he (laughs) he grew up in southern pennsylvania which is the home of the pennsylvania dutch and so everything every time we would get like a turkey for thanksgiving he's like where are those where are those innards give me those giblets give me everything i'll eat a turkey now that stuff's really good he loves liver yeah liver and onions he loves liver my mom loves liver and onions he would love this dish one of the things I used to eat when I was a baby, which I don't remember, was cow tongue. Because I lived on a farm. But I don't really remember that. You don't remember it? Does it taste like chicken? I don't know. I was very young. All right. Thank you for taking what I've offered you and driving it into the ground. Oh, God. All right. I'm excited. You're about getting this it movie. back for Can the impression. I'm excited. I know. All right. I'm almost done with this. Arnold Palmer. Are you going to drink another one? I have other things that have been living at the back of the fridge. All right. I might just. I think it would be fun if we we're slightly tipsy when we talk about this. But this is a long movie. You need to be able to stay How long awake. is it? It's a two-hour movie. Plus, we got to record our post-show. You know what? I got snacks tonight. got to hang in there until tonight. 11. I got movie snacks. I got Raisinets for, for me. me. For me. Oh, you're just kidding. I hate Raisinets. I love Raisinets. Good. Give me some raisins. And um, nerds. <laughs> nerds for me nerds for roger i have i'm bringing the trivia tonight i actually have a fun fact about about the quote that i've pulled our um drink and food from would you like to hear it yeah so the quote from the science of the lambs which i will not do for you again because mm-hmm, i think i'm mm-hmm. running out of impressions time for now anyway um so according this and this could just be a wild ass theory it says here Dr. Lecter's choice of sides are not based on what he likes to eat. He's actually making a joke, which I actually believe because nothing that Hannibal Lecter says in this movie, he says by accident. Every mm-hmm. single word he chooses chosen chosen very carefully. So have you ever heard of a monoamine oxidase inhibitor, an MAOI inhibitor? Have you ever heard that phrase? Yeah. It's some sort of psycho like psychoactive drug that I think they give to people who in therapy. Okay. Like to who are messed up. Like if you're a cannibal killer. Yeah. I don't know exactly what they do. I didn't delve that much into the research. But it says here, MAOIs could have been used to treat him and there are several things that you're not allowed to eat when taking them, like liver, beans and wine. Oh, that's funny. So he's actually making a joke that basically is saying, like, you know, I can't eat these things anymore because of the drugs that they have me on. Huh, interesting. There you go. All right, that's a good... Do you know what you didn't do? Oh, I was going to say, you didn't ask me what I remember. Well, that's... That's the that next comes thing. Next. Don't worry. I, I, got thought a, for I got sure, a script here. I thought for sure, like, that came after the IMDB part. You know what's great about this other podcast that we're going to do? I'm going to share the scripts with you. Do I have to read them ahead of time? Yes. Damn, okay. But you don't have to do any research. That's what I like about this part. I'm literally going to do all the research, but you are going to have to come at least aware of which 
part of the movie we're talking about for each episode. Okay. But that is a good opportunity for us to segue. So, Marcy, tell us about Hannibal Lecter's fight with a one-armed man. Tell us what you remember <laughs> about the movie, The Silence of the Lambs. Well, we're there was a man any, in my house. Any, I fought with house. this man. <laughs> you find that man. I could do Harrison Ford impressions. Would you rather I do lines from The Fugitive? Um, yeah, actually. I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> you don't have the same voice, though. It's I'm doing actually, a pretty good Richard Kimball right now. You were just shouting. <laughs> but I'm I'm putting Harrison Ford. You've into got it. a lot of a lot of intensity. It's fantastic. Okay, so back to this movie, which I've actually seen a few times. I thought you said you didn't care. It's been a long time. Um, that was another I know, I know. All right, tell uh, us what you remember about this. I was story. looking for birthday presents for you, and there was one that was just so funny, but I didn't get it. I'd like to get you t-shirts, and one of them was, um, I'm going to butcher it, too. Why don't, no, no, why don't you get it for me for Christmas? Are you saying it's not good enough to get for me? Well, I just wanted to get you something more. Okay. Something else more. You want to... All right, tell us. So anyway, it, it says something like, I only speak in movie quotes. That's so not true. <laughs> I, it's fine with me if you want to do this as a bit for our podcast, <laughs> but I, I do not only speak in movie quotes. Well, I know. That would be ridiculous. But you do seem to have a plethora of movie quotes that you draw upon. Well... I, I don't... I don't... I'm we, not also judging it. I'm just saying it happens. I... Lean in to my knowledge Lean in of movie there. quotes. This podcast wouldn't work if I didn't remember a lot of movie quotes. Yeah, it would be weird if we both didn't remember <laughs> the movies that we sat here trying to talk about it. You still haven't told us anything that you remember about this okay. movie. Stop stalling. I watched this movie several times. I would have said that it was my favorite horror movie of all time. Drama. Drama. Um, in part because I've never seen any other ones. And I've watched it several times when I was in high school or college. Okay, we've established that you watched okay, it Okay, okay, times. okay, okay. Um, so I know now that I've remembered that the man makes skin suits out of the women that he kills. Which man? Hannibal Lecter? No, the one that's at large that Jodie Foster's trying to find. Buffalo Bill. Yuck. Um, there's something about... And this is where it's going to get so messed up with um, The Fugitive... There's like a big Cadillac car or something okay. that he drives around in. Okay. And it's in Chicago. Wait, that Buffalo Bill drives around in? Yeah, and he like he like gets these women, drives around, and then he goes to like this It's not in Chicago, that's the fugitive. He he goes to this keep score. So far you've got two silence of the lamb facts and one fugitive fact. He goes to this place where like, there's this gray house and he takes them down into the basement. Who he takes who down into the basement? The women and then he like he like maybe there's scenes where they're kind of like upright and I'll give you a basement and a house. He takes off their skin while they're standing in some way. Um, Jodie Foster is trying to find this man before more women of a certain type get murdered. Um, and they're just getting taken. I think the type is women with skin. Women with skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But they're not... I don't remember them being, like, just any women. He liked them a certain size or something. Maybe because they have a lot of skin. Like, a size 10 gal is kind of smaller than I am. But, you know, she's not super skinny. He might like to have, like, a swath of skin to make his yucky suit out of. He's probably making, like, that... What do you call that pattern? Houndstooth. Maybe he's trying to make houndstooth, so he needs lots of That's disgusting. That is disgusting. Um, And Jodie Foster, um, she goes to 
um, visit Anthony Hopkins in prison because he's also a serial killer. And she's trying to figure out how to catch this guy by enlisting the mind of another serial killer. What is his name? Hannibal Lecter. Anthony Hopkins is Hannibal Lecter? Yes. Oh my you God. You thought he was Buffalo Bill? I don't know who Buffalo Bill is. I thought you have been making up that. Buffalo Bill is the serial, the serial killer killer. that they're trying to catch. Oh, you know what? Did I you don't... know that Hannibal Lecter was the one in prison? No, I thought... You I thought know. Hannibal Lecter was the villain? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Some um, people argue that Hannibal Lecter... We should talk after the movie about whether we consider Hannibal Lecter to be a villain. I also... I know there's something to do with moths. And mm-hmm. around this time of my life, I was terrorized by people and moths. You're always... T- that hasn't changed. It You're has still terrorized changed. by moths. I don't know if anything about this movie has to do with the moths that I have a phobia against. I have not seen, like I said, the full unedited version of this movie in a while. But I think I can say with confidence, you're not going to see Buffalo Bill skin these women while they're standing up. Okay. Um, in fact, I don't think you see them him skin them at all. Gross. Okay. I could be wrong. So, I, I don't watch scary movies. And when I was... Um, I don't either. When I was a person that was younger, a child... <laughs> <laughs> maybe let's oh, dear. A child or a teenager... Um, I had to sleep with my mattress and box spring on the floor because I couldn't handle any space under my bed. And I also trained myself never to let any of my limbs hang over the bed because things would come up and grab me. This is very normal, actually, for so, children. Okay. Well, so, I'm sorry, for, uh, for people who are younger. So, so I obviously can deal with it now because we sleep with an elevated bed. But um, do you remember that time where we were visiting your folks down in Maryland and there we were many sleeping? Times. Okay, we had to sleep down there with Ben at the foot of our bed in a pack and play. Okay, and um, he got up and he grabbed my foot. <laughs> <laughs> that was very traumatic for you. Huh? And I swear to God, did you scream? I kept it together because he was like what one and a half two. I would have I would have traumatized the poor child. But it was one of the most horrifying moments of my life because it finally came true that something grabbed me from under the bed. Do you remember the moment when we were down at my parents' house? <laughs> when, when he escaped the when room. He, when, when he figured out how to get out of the pack and play. Oh, that's got to be... God, the in, look on your face. That's, that's one of the five lowest moments I've ever felt as a parent. Oh my God. It's like, oh my God, they can escape now from their prison. <laughs> We that are we are well was, and truly screwed now. It was, that was rough. The that went through my Traveling head. with the babies was so hard. They just wouldn't sleep. No matter how much challenge there is right now, I don't ever oh, want to no. go back to the point where. Let me tell you, there's not a, for at least another fifteen years. I didn't. Okay, I haven't told you this, but there's only been two times where I thought, oh, I'd really like maybe to have another child. Um, the first time was when Andrew turned three and it would have been when we had like the three year gap. And then the second time was really recently where I thought to myself, Oh, you know, a baby and it's passed, but I, is it because you're watching the handmaid's tale and you wish you could be a handmaid? No, God, that thing is so messed up. Okay. Well, you are Talk watching something movie. recently that involves production of children. Yeah. But there's nothing about that. That's like the gooey love 
of a baby kind of thing. It's gross in there. Well, let's just say that Dr. Yu and I have seen to that. So if another child does come into your life, we're going to have some... We'll have a discussion. We're going to have a serious discussion at that point. We'll have um, a long one. Oh, yes. (laughs) Or perhaps a very short one. Or a very short one. Well, anyway, the feeling is past. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not taking care of another baby <laughs> unless oh it's God. one of my grandchildren. Roger, I don't. I can't wait to have grandkids. You can't wait. Yeah. Well, I can wait, but I think it's also going to be fun. I think we're going to be good grandparents, and I've already told the boys that you know as soon as they move out, I'm going to mess their houses up. So I'm looking forward to that too. I don't think I'm going to be the kind of grandparents that maybe my mom is, where she feeds them. Copious she might listen amounts, to this podcast. Copious amounts of junk food. But you never know. I think you are going to delight in the fact that well, you can you can bend the rules. Well, you get to live as a child again for a little bit. That's why they like it. Like, Kathy loves the cotton candy and the, you know, all those fun things. Absolutely. Alrighty. Alrighty. I don't remember much about this. You, I, you did This it. is only going to be two hours and how many minutes of my life? Two hours plus the post show. It's okay. two hours pretty much it's a on, two the, hour movie? on the nose. Okay. All right. I can so, do anything for two hours. Really? <laughs> um, all right. Well, we got one more segment. This pre-show is not going to last for two hours, thankfully, listeners. Um, we have one more segment, which is the Waha Happened, um, where we delve back into some of the trivia and once again but this is for the second week in a row we're watching another movie from a year that we've already done 1991 do you remember which of our seven actually eight previous movies this is technically the ninth recording we've done but it's only the eighth one that's gone out over the internet do you know what other movie came from 1991 i can't remember terminator 2 judgment day really the og movie we did the test episode that will never see the light of day that was a good episode. It was pretty good, except for the 15-minute segment in the middle that got cut out because oh, right. it didn't a, record. That's problematic. That is problematic. Oh, well. So, um, like last week, I've decided to go with a a quiz about movies from 1991. So this should be a, a cheerier experience for you. Um, and it's from the same website as last week, which you seem to enjoy pretty oh that was better yeah Yeah. so here we go this is this is called top movies of 1991 here you go question one terry gilliam directs and robin williams stars in one of the most peculiar and memorable films of 1991 the story revolves around a radio shock jock who inadvertently inspires the murder of a professor's wife after three years jack jack the former radio man whose life has become a complete mess meets perry the professor turned vagrant and both of their lives are completely transformed. Which film is this? Is it Brazil, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Twelve Monkeys, or The Fisher King? The Fisher King? That's correct. Question two. Raise the Red Lantern is a simply beautiful film about a wealthy Chinese man from the historical past who maintains a household with four wives. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, there is a great deal of conflict between the four wives. Which highly acclaimed Chinese director is responsible for this cinematic masterwork? Is it Ang Lee, Zhang Yimou, Wayne Wang, or John Wu? Ang Lee. That is correct. No, sorry, that's not correct. Dope. It's Zhang Yimou. Mm. I do not know any of his no, other that was movies. A guess. I've never heard of him. That's what I would have guessed too. Here you go. Question three. 
Delicatessen is a devilishly funny comedy from the demented minds of directors Marc Caro and Jean-Pierre Jeunet. From which country comes this fiendish delight of a film? A. Brazil, uh, B. Spain, C. France, D. Germany. If you were paying attention last week, you should get this. I don't know. Brazil? No, it's France. Mm. Jean-Pierre Jeunet should give it away for you. Mm. Um, in fact, there was a question from last week's quiz about the City of Lost Children. Oh. Which is another Jean-Pierre Jeunet film. Okay. Here we go. Here is a question about The Terminator. The film Terminator 2 Judgment Day, released in 1991, actually lived up to its predecessor. That's according to this quiz, so that I would agree with that. Which tech noir director brings this film featuring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton to the big screen? So who's the director of Terminator 2? Is it Steven Spielberg, David Lynch, John McTiernan, or James Cameron? Uh, Cameron? That's correct. Question five. John Singleton made quite a big splash in his directorial debut. His first film is the story of a group of friends growing up in the rugged, seedy environment of urban Los Angeles during the 1980s. What is this impactful, gritty film called? Is it Boys in the Hood, New Jack City, Jungle Fever, or Colors? Boys in the Hood? That's correct. You are sharp. I think we just, if we just go to movies, movies is your wheelhouse. Yeah, I don't really know these things, but I... Hey, that's okay. It's like a close hunch. No, no, you're doing a good job. I'm doing that thing where you told me, just do my first guess. That's not me. That's Carrie Carrie French. French. (laughs) My mother. All right, question six. One of the great box office successes of 1991 is the combination action chick flick, Thelma and Louise. Susan Sarandon and Gina Davis star in this movie as the title characters. Who directed the film? Oh, I wanted the, who was the male (laughs) lead? (laughs) There is no male lead. Harvey Keitel is the male lead. If you say Brad, Brad Pitt, you're wrong. He's in the movie for like eight minutes. But he's not closed for most of that, right? I think it's just his chest. Ah. Uh, yeah. He's he has a memorable turn. I'll give you that. Yeah. But uh, it's a fine start to a career. That, that that was the start of his career. Anyway, who directed Thelma and Louise? Is it David Anspaugh, Ridley Scott, Sidney Pollack, or Robert Altman? Robert Altman. No, it's Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Which is interesting. Ridley Scott is a really interesting director because he will direct pretty much everything. Like, let me tell you. So, here, I can tell you right off the bat four movies that he's done. What do you got? Thelma and Louise, Alien, Black Hawk Down, and Gladiator. That's a weird combo. That's what I'm saying. He'll do anything. Interesting. All right. I actually think that's the mark of a good director when they're willing to take on any project. They're not just like pigeonholed into one kind of movie. Here you go. Richard Linklater, who would later direct such films as School of Rock and Before Sunset, presents to us in 1991 a brilliant film that meanders in and out of the lives of dozens of people, mostly Generation Xers, in the not-so-prime of their mundane existences. What is the title of this film? Is it Clerks, Naked, Stranger Than Paradise, or Slacker? Clerks? No, that's Kevin Smith. Slacker? Slacker, if, if we allowed for a second choice, that would be correct. It is Slacker. Okay, here's another one. Um, question eight. From the mercurial mind of director Pedro Almodovar comes the 1991 comedy drama High Heels, or Tacones Lejanos, the story of a mother and daughter who both have loved the same man. In which language is this film featured? French, Spanish, Portuguese, or Italian? 
Tacones lejanos. Tacones lejanos. Spanish? Spanish is correct. Almodovar is definitely... Mm. Mm, actually, I don't want to get it wrong. He's either Spanish or Mexican. I'm not quite sure which. Ah, here you go. <laughs> Here's a question about the movie we're about to watch. What? So actually, you should... This is a layout for you. I'm just going to... These, these questions are very wordy, and we're getting on to almost 40 ah. minutes. So I'll just... I will edit down. Who plays FBI agent Clarice Starling? Jodie Foster. There you go. I didn't even have to give you your choices. That's correct. Last question. Mary's question ten. Mary Stuart Masterson and your girl Mary Louise Parker. Oh man. Stars. Don't get me started. Iggy and Ruth, two women whose lives are intertwined in 1920s Alabama. Fried green tomatoes. Wow, you didn't even wait for the choices. Well, you are correct. Wow, for someone who hates Mary Louise Parker so much, you sure liked that one. I did like that movie. I've never seen that movie. It cemented my despise for her, though. No, it did not. That's no. probably barely when you were... You didn't even know that that was Mary Louise Parker at the time. I knew who she was. I think it was probably The West Wing that the cemented West Wing, your hatred for Mary Louise Parker. The West episodes with her. Is it that she's a... Confident it's her woman. loose body. Is it that she's a I've confident woman who's it. secure in herself? It's her loose body and how, like, oh, she's just like Johnny Depp. I cannot handle it. Do you not like Johnny Depp's loose body either? I don't like his loose body either. All right, I don't know what that means. There's something about how they... I'm not into body shaming, but if you are, go ahead. They wiggle. They just wiggle. It's so weird. I don't mind it so much when Mary Louise Parker well, wiggles. Well, one would not... <laughs> She's an attractive woman. She wiggles in a weird way. If you say so. Okay. And All also, right. she's so... Hey, breath, hey. So there's a simpering quality about her that is... And him as well. It's simpering. It's very bothersome. Yeah, that's true. Her voice is not always that great. No. All right. Well, dear listeners, it's that time again. when We're going to go watch our movie, this time in the dark. Eat raisinettes. We're going to eat candy, and we will be back um, with our post-show thoughts uh, in about two hours. So we will see you then.